Yo, 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 it's your girl and boy CT. I'm Cindy Barnes. And I'm Travis Barnes. And we are the founders of the Overcomers Podcast. The Overcomers Podcast is designed to help you overcome adversity and live your dreams. Every week, we will be sharing stories of people who found their strength in their struggle. The Overcomers Podcast is sponsored by Journey 333. And that's a lot of threes, so let me tell you what it is. It's fitness, coaching, and nutrition. It is a place where we help you to look better, live better, and feel better, and it is mind, body, spirit. Today, we're going to help you get your mind right with our special guest. Talk about helping you to look better and live better. Man, I am bringing on one of my closest friends. Frank Booker is coming on the show today, and let me tell you a little bit about Frank before I bring him on. Frank is the head of the Todd Durkin Mastermind. He's director of Todd Durkin Mastermind. He's a fitness panure. He wrote the book, Smart Money Moves. He's a life coach. He's a business coach. Two people inside and outside the fitness industry. That's right. His knowledge transcends industry. If you need help, he's a guy to help you out. He's certainly helped us out. Frank, welcome to the show. Man, that is some introduction. I hope I live up. You know what? I better get myself ready. I better take this. We just elevated this conversation. And let's be honest with the audience. Uh, Travis and Cindy uh, reached out to me just a few hours ago about getting on a podcast. So there has been no prep. We are we are really just uh, flying by the seat of our pants here and uh, looking forward to connecting with like I said, I mean, two of my closest friends. I love both of you guys. Great to have you in San Diego and looking forward to uh, catching up with you in a few hours. Yeah, you know, we thought this would be the perfect time. I mean, we're doing this via Zoom, which is great either way. And then we get to go have dinner. So uh, super exciting. But uh, yeah, when you put those shades on, I was like, whoa, that's smooth moves, smart money moves. That just, <laughs> I mean, that just changes everything, right? I mean, this is, this is a whole new show. Oh man, that's awesome. That's awesome. awesome. You know, Frank, I really wanted to have you on this show for a number of reasons. I mean, you've already coached Cindy and I through a couple of different things with regards to finances and other stuff. Uh, You're a coach to, hey guys, Overcomer Nation. I know a lot of you that follow us have also been to Journey and, um, you know, follow some of our franchisees. So Frank is a coach to a couple of our franchisees because they are also masterminders. They're also part of the Todd Durkin Mastermind. So not only have you helped us out, but you're actually helping us coach our franchisees. So, I mean, you're just so perfect for the show. Um, Frank, if we could, let's just give everybody your bio a little bit, a little bit more than what I gave, you know, your history and fitness, because uh, you did have your own brick and mortar before Mm -hmm. moving out to San Diego. So can you just kind of give us your your fitness bio, if you will? Yeah, sure. I mean, my... my, um... I guess we'll just go back to the beginning. My career really started in uh, 1992. I got my first job in fitness at a uh, pretty upscale fitness club in Teaneck, New Jersey. Um, You know, I think for most people starting off in the fitness industry space, uh, you know, I had that job where I was doing everything from showing uh, clients how to turn the treadmill on and off and speed up and slow down and how to had to put the pin in the, the selectorized weight machine, picking up towels, and that evolved into personal training. That led to uh, working at a personal training studio. That led to opening my own personal training studio, Fitness One to One, that I ran for 20 years. Uh, sold that uh, facility. We'll, we might get into that story a little bit uh, at the end of 2018. And um, in 2019, I uh, made the move out to San Diego to take on really what had become my passion at that point, and that was coaching fitness entrepreneurs around the country and expanded my role as what was then a coach, but now the director of the Todd Durkin Mastermind, which 
quite honestly, coaches fitness, uh, over 150 fitness entrepreneurs globally right now. So, yeah. um, that's, that's uh, really kind awesome. of how I got to where I'm at and what I love to do. Yeah. You know, that's really cool because it started with a dream and then you had to go out and you had to get the experience, you know, you were learning it, you were earning it. Uh, it was Todd Durkin, uh, was the Todd Durkin mastermind, your first mastermind, because now you're the director of a mastermind, your coach is so yeah, tell about that mastermind. Yeah, you know, it's um so it it goes back to 2000 and um 2009 I was at uh Idea PTI in Alexandria, Virginia. I had recently relocated my studio, took out a $300,000 SBA loan and um the the we were there that weekend kind of when uh the economy was cratering all around us and I remember to be honest I remember being there that weekend, having a little, my first and only mini panic attack, um, thinking to myself, I am not going to make payroll this week for the first time in 10 years of business. So I was in my mind trying to figure out how to make that happen. And uh, I met Todd for the first time. And I was actually looking at joining a coaching program because I knew that we, we needed help. And Todd had mentioned the mastermind and uh, I just knew it was something I needed to get involved in. It was divine intervention, really. I was thinking about it. The opportunity presented itself and uh, it was, you know, unquestionably one of the smartest, not only smartest money moves I made, but probably one of the smartest life moves I made just to surround myself with not only some other fitness entrepreneurs and to get myself a coach, but you guys understand this uh, as well as anybody, just the quality and the integrity, the integrity of the people within this program. It's a special group. And I've just made some incredible friendships that quite honestly, like you, have just become family. So, yes. um, you know, my journey with the mastermind started in 09, was my first one. And I say this to people. I put my money where my mouth was. I could have invested my money in any number of coaching programs out there. But um, I really just aligned with Todd as a as a human as well as as a fitness mentor. Yeah, you know we attract who we are, mm -hmm. and uh, you know Larry Navigula, another Todd Durkin mastermind coach, he said one time in a presentation that he did that the greatness that we see in others is the greatness that we see in ourselves, and mm -hmm. I think that Todd has attracted a heart centered mastermind. However, I do want to I don't want to gloss over this you were wondering how to make payroll. And at the same time, you're wondering how to make payroll. Not only did you invest in a conference, but then you invested in coaching. Mm -hmm. uh, there's something to be said for that because like quite often, I think that people have the opposite thinking. It's natural that they're thinking, well, this is a time where I can't afford to go to conference. This is a time where I can't afford to invest in coaching. What would you say to that? Well, I think a lot of people have that scarcity mindset. And with me, um, you use the word invest. I just, quite honestly, I, I made a commitment that weekend. I was going to invest in myself. So um, I needed to have a difficult conversation with my then wife that we were going to not take payroll that week because we needed to make sure during that cycle, because we needed to make sure that our team was going to get paid. So we put other people's needs ahead of our own. And I think, listen, if you're a business owner or a parent, you could certainly relate to that. And, um, you know, there were weeks that went by that we didn't take a, a paycheck. And I don't mean some weeks. I mean weeks in that 09, early 2010 cycle. But um, late 2010, 2011, 12, we really, really caught some fire and some good momentum. We had a wind at our back. And 
Uh, if I had it to do over again, um, I would I would do a few things differently, but I would probably make the same steps and and make the same choices because I was really happy with how the business grew as a result of that. Yeah, no, that's really awesome. I think it's a courageous decision, and I think it's a smart decision that you know when you're <laughs> when you're losing money or you know when you're not making the money that you want to make. Uh, the answer is not like you know often. Oh well, what else can I cut? What else can I cut? Sometimes it's what can I invest in that's going to help me to get to where I want to go. So I, I think that's an awesome, awesome story to highlight. You know, you said something that you said my then wife. Uh, so clearly, you know, you moved to San Diego. You kind of gave us your fitness bio and took us all the way to coming out to San Diego. Uh, during the Todd Durkin Mastermind, your years in it, you know, you've gone from being a member to being a coach to being the director of the Mastermind. And you've also made some other important life decisions that I'm sure being part of a deep mastermind helped you to figure out um, you came out to uh, you've been through, well, let's just start with your marriage. How many years were you married? Uh, we, our marriage was 17 years. Um, we, uh, we were together for nearly 20 when we decided to separate and uh, divorce. And I would say this, um, not trying to be the poster boy for uh, divorce, but our divorce was very amicable. Um, you know, I, you know, th those are 17 great years. She was, uh, look, to this day, still the most significant relationship I've ever had in my life. Um, you know, wish her well, no hard feelings there. Um, you know, I would, I would marry her again for all of the same reasons I did. And uh, quite honestly, we would probably mutually agree to separate again for all of the reasons that we, we did. Uh, the truth is we really just grew apart and it's a, it's a hard thing. It's not a hard thing to talk about. It's a hard thing for people to understand that you could love somebody um, and have a great friendship with them, but just somehow be better off living your lives in different directions. So, um, you know, we're, we're on separate coasts right now, but uh, you know, I wish her well and uh, you know, an amazing woman and, and blessed for every day that I had with her. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, I had to ask, uh, you know, because there's people that are listening to this show, Hello Overcomer Nation, and I know that we all go through different struggles, and we make different decisions, and we wonder about the outcome, and, and I believe that the mastermind is a place where we do a lot of soul searching, and we get a lot of support, because you've also had to battle a health problem during your years in the mastermind, right? Mm -hmm. can, you, can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, well, in, you know, it's, it's, um, it's not funny, but it's, uh, I've got a funny story uh, that I tell, but I, for one year, I was having some vocal issues and I had every wrong diagnosis imaginable for almost a year's time. And then finally a routine blood test just showed that my TSH level, which is thyroid stimulating hormone was just slightly outside the normal range without getting overly complicated. Um, I had a, a slight thyroid issue, but I had no symptoms of having a thyroid issue or thyroid disease. So I went to an endocrinologist and, you know, the, the questions were, have you gained weight, lost weight? I said, no, they said depressed. I said, never. And they said, you know, it's probably nothing, but let's do an ultrasound. And long story short, they did an ultrasound, which led to a biopsy. And on good Friday of 2014, I get a phone call and she says, Frank, this is Dr. Margulis. You have thyroid cancer. It looks like it's spread. You need to prepare yourself for surgery. And for anyone who's ever received a phone call like that, you're, I mean, you're, the world just stops for a moment because there's one question that jumps in front of you is 
what happens next? I mean, you have a hundred questions that follow that. Like, who do I call? When do I go? How quickly is the surgery? When do I recover? What am I, what's my prognosis? And, you know, so you got to go through that process, but like many other uh, obstacles I faced in my life, um, you know, I had, I had successful surgery July 2nd, 2014. They removed my thyroid, had some radiation therapy after the fact, had the best possible outcome. So, um, you know, again, that's not something I would want to go through or wish on anybody, but I had a very positive outlook going in. I had the best prognosis imaginable and I've had uh, the best outcome possible. So, um, you know, I'm, you know, I feel, feel very blessed for the outcome I had. And, and once again, my ex-wife was, uh, could not have done that without her. She's a complete rock star in my recovery. And, um, you know, I think there's something to, any obstacle you go through in life, you want to make sure you've got great people by your side. And, and I credit her significantly with that chapter of my life. Great piece of advice right there. <laughs> great piece of advice. Any obstacle that you go through in life, you want to have great people by your side. That's really good. And you and Cindy are a couple of the same kind of overcomers when it comes to that issue. You know, Cindy uh-huh. recently having her thyroidectomy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I want to ask this now that we've just kind of highlighted a couple of what I'd consider to be adversities, having to go through a separation, having to battle cancer. How has adversity shaped your life? How has it made you the coach, the business coach, the presenter, the author that you are, you know, how has adversity shaped your life? You know, I think it's cliche to say, but um, it's really made me better. Um, You know, I was thinking about this um, just like a minute ago, but, you know, one thing's for certain in life, you're going to experience some kind of pain or an obstacle. And, um, you know, that pain can either, and that obstacle could either define you or refine you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether it was through my, my divorce or, um, you know, my bout with cancer or, you know, financial struggles around 2009, um, each of those obstacles has made me better. I'm probably a, a better man um, today than I was uh, a couple of years ago because of relationships. Um, I think I'm much more appreciative and respectful of my health and fitness because of that chapter of my life, um, uh, you know, because of the financial struggles of 2009, the lessons I've learned, um, you know, in addition to the great bio you gave for me, I'm also a certified financial coach. So I do a lot of financial coaching for both individuals and entrepreneurs because I understand some of the pain and the struggles that they have. So, you know, I've always looked at every obstacle that I've had as an opportunity for me to improve. And I think that that's just kind of what guides me. I, I don't define myself by my obstacles, but I feel I've been made better because of them. Yeah, really good. Really good. I mean, the adversities of uh, the financial struggles that you had, is that the reason behind writing Smart Money Moves? Absolutely. Listen, it, that was, it was uh, Smart Money Moves was really my story from, uh, you know, how in 2009, uh, between personal, the house and my business, uh, I said I had $800,000 worth of debt in my name. And, um, you know, I, I slept great. And then 2009 hit and all of a sudden I couldn't sleep. So, but um, just, you know, how do you overcome that? And, um, you know, no pun. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, so how do you, how do you overcome that? And then really just, uh, you know, what were some of the simple steps that I took? What were those smart money moves? I think whether it's financial or fitness or heck, even relationships, 
think people that achieve success, other people always look at them like, what's the secret? Like, what was that one thing that you did? People ask that question all the time. If you can give me just one bit of advice, what would it be? As if there's one thing. And the truth is, it's, it's an aggregation of marginal gains. There's a lot of little things that usually you have to do. So I think the key is if there's one thing, just be consistent to the little things. Right. The aggregation. Many little, the many little things. Yeah. Well, that was, that was a, a good term. The <laughs> aggregation of marginal gains sounds mm -hmm. like the compound effect right there that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But, no, yeah. I was just, I was going to say that, um, Unless you have been uh, a business owner, you know, like when you said you had been open 10 years and mm -hmm. then it hit one day, it was like, I'm not sure I'm going to make payroll. Um, I think that unless you've been a business owner, if you are someone that hasn't ever taken the risk or had the desire to be a business owner, when you think of somebody 10 years in business, you think, wealthy, they got it made, you know, they got a fat bank account, they're living large. Um, it, it's, it is a struggle. And, and I appreciate you sharing that. And, and for us, you know, we're, we're going into, we're almost at, what is it? Nine years, nine years, nine years uh, April will be nine years. And we have been, you know, not even adding in the pandemic. I mean, it's been like, bank accounts are good bank accounts are not good bank you know and and we've we've had conversation with you um frank help us out what do we, you know what do we got to do because um it, it is a struggle it's not you just open your doors and once you get there you just stay there just uh, it's not how it works so i appreciate you sharing that well let me let me let me throw two things out to you and to the audience um first of all as an entrepreneur the definition of an entrepreneur is somebody who has a $15,000 payroll on Friday and has $3,000 in their bank account on Tuesday. <laughs> and it's, it's the lessons you learn, the things you're able to do legally between Tuesday and Friday that sometimes, you know, um, show the, uh, the creativity and the wisdom of the entrepreneur. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, humbly, humbly, the first 10 years of business, uh, Cindy, you know, I don't know if we felt that we were living fat, but, um, yeah, my 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 ex-wife and I, we uh, we had a house built. Um, uh, you know, we we took incredible vacations. We had, uh, we, you know, fully funded four hundred one ks. We were saving money. We were driving great cars, and um, we were able to get a three hundred thousand dollar SBA loan in addition to all that because our business was thriving. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, one day it was like it was like we could do no wrong. And then one day you woke up and nothing was going right. Yeah. And so the status quo was disrupted. So we really needed to kind of sort that out. And it, it comes back to the mastermind. I think being around some other people that were going through some similar things, maybe not the same road, but similar issues. Um, nobody climbs a mountain alone. And so having other people to join you on that journey another pun as you're, you know, facing these obstacles, um, was helpful having a coach, having a mentor, but, um, just staying the course. And the truth is we were good at what we did. We had a good team. We had a good concept and we just needed the world around us to kind of settle down. Yeah. And once everything kind of, you know, so we stayed the course and once things settled down, we were able to get back into that rhythm. And then, 
listen, 2012, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, every single year we had increasing revenues. So, um, you know, we went through a rough patch, but again, it's a metaphor for life. It's life is never smooth sailing. I said it earlier, you're going to experience some kind of pain or encounter an obstacle in your life. Really good. You know, Frank, let's talk about something that we've all gone through together. And I think that I think that life picked you for a time such as this because you became the director of the Todd Durkin Mastermind just shortly before the pandemic. And mm -hmm. then suddenly you were coaching many fitness business owners through something that none of us have ever been through before. Yeah. So uh, I'd like to talk about two things. I'd like to talk about the commonalities of what you had to coach people through. And I'd like to talk about what you'll say to the fitness business owner today as we're getting into what I'd like to call post-pandemic times. I'd like to say that we're going to leave this pandemic behind and get back to, uh, uh, you know, maybe similar to what things were before. Never quite the same. You know? Yeah, you know, what? Um, I, I don't think I've ever thought about that till right now, Travis. Mm -hmm. That's um, that's a pretty good uh, thing. To, I don't think that Todd, when he when he asked me to be the director and come out, I don't think he was looking into the crystal ball saying, Frank is the perfect guy to be running this ship when the pandemic hits a year from now. We need but, smart money moves because there's a pandemic coming, you know? Exactly. I, I can't credit Todd with that kind of foresight. But um, I will say this, um, and I, I spoke about this a lot on different podcasts and you know, many times, never waste a good crisis. The lessons that you learn in this crisis, if listen, if you're, if you're in business and uh, COVID was the first crisis that your business had to face, um, you know, congratulations, especially if you're still standing, but um, don't waste that crisis. Whatever the lessons you learn during that, um, you need to apply because those same issues are going to show up at the next crisis, whenever that is. 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now. So again, in, in business, if you're not well capitalized, if you don't have a strong team, if, if you know, all of the issues that first showed up when the crisis hit, those are weaknesses in your business or in your relationships or in your life or your fitness. The first thing that breaks down is, is, a, is a warning sign saying, do something, fix this next. So, um, you know, I, I think a lot of people, uh, fortunately for them, this has been their first crisis. What I hope is that they didn't lose the lessons that uh, the crisis and, you know, the obstacle revealed to them. Did you ever have the opportunity like, for them? Did you ever feel like a broken record during the uh, pandemic? Because you're having a lot of calls with a lot of different people. <laughs> and, you know, I'm Can't sure even count. I, I'm sure that you're hearing. Uh, a lot of commonalities, sure. right? You know, and, you know, I'm sure that you're giving a lot of similar advice. Uh, you know, what was yeah, that? I, I don't know if I felt like a broken record. Um, you know, fortunately, also, a lot of what I do is I can leverage because of Zoom technology. So I can, uh, I can have a group call or, or one, one call and then share that. But, um, you know, it, it's kind of because everybody's different. Um, you know, it's always about meeting people where they're at. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. um, and the other thing is I come at this very heart centric. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think, um, fitness entrepreneurs are a unique breed 
And um, I think they sacrifice uh, a lot, you know, for the betterment of others. I always say that fitness professionals, they, they, they do a great job taking care of others often at the expense of themselves. You know, they sacrifice their own sleep, their own relationships, quite honestly, sometimes their own finances, their own health. And, um, you know, I want to show that you can have the best of both worlds that you could do altruistic, meaningful work while still having great relationships, enjoying great health and living a great quality of life. Financially, you've got to just think differently. If you just follow the conventional path, you're going to get the conventional result, which is going to be, you're going to be tired. You're going to be burnt out and stressed. But if you're willing to think differently about how you work, how you live, you can live a high quality life and help others do the same as well. Yeah. Now, as we, as we head, as we move forward, as we move forward, you've already said, never waste a good crisis, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm sure that there are certain lessons that you want people to take with them. Uh, you know, and, you know, you're a smart money moves author, right? You know, you're a certified financial coach and, you know, the pandemic's been a financial struggle, especially if you're a restaurant or a fitness business. Uh, you know, uh, I forget what the last number was I read, whether it was a quarter of fitness businesses closed or whatever it was. Um, it was a big number. It was a big number. Yeah. Um, and so when we say never waste a good crisis and you would give advice to people moving forward, what would the what would that advice be or what are those things that you don't want us to waste what do you want us to remember and move forward with i'm trying to scribble down a couple of quick thoughts but um listen it's uh you know the the number one the the purpose of a business is to make its owner money and the fiduciary responsibility that an owner has to themselves is to ensure that their business turns a profit So um, I think the biggest sin that many business owners um, in and out of fitness uh, fall victim to is they don't charge what they're worth. They charge what they feel people are willing to pay, but that might not actually represent the value that they're bringing to the marketplace. So first thing I would say to anybody is make sure you're charging what you're worth. And then the second thing, again, as simplistic as this sounds, we know you, you don't confuse simple with easy. You need to learn how to live or operate on less than what you're bringing in. You'll never create wealth, no matter how much money you bring in, if your expenses rise proportionate um, to the revenues that you bring in. So you need to live or operate your business on less. And then you need to make sure that you are investing, um, you know, a portion of that delta, that difference into something that's going to grow and outpace a very popular term right now, inflation. So if you've got money sitting in the savings account and, you know, Bank of America is giving you 1% and the inflation rate is at, they're admitting it's to six to 7%. Well, congratulations. The Bank of America is holding your money at 5%. They're charging you 5% really a year to hold your money. So um, again, I'm not here to sell stocks, mutual funds or, or <laughs> ETFs, but I just think it's like, again, it comes back to consistency of simple things are you actually doing these simple things consistently? Are you charging what you're worth? Are you, every year are you having a rate increase? Because the cost of business goes up every year. Mm-hmm. So does the cost of your service go up every year corresponding? Are you constantly, you can't cut your way to prosperity, but are you scrutinizing your expenses? Are you, are you getting the best deal for the services that you uh, need to engage in? 
And are you actually being smart with the monies that you're bringing in? Are you investing them in vehicles that are growing so that you get to a point where you're working because you want to and you're working when you want to and you're working on terms and living a life that you choose. You're not always trading time for dollars. You're really living life on your terms. When you do that, you know what? Then you've really got wealth. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Really good. I hope you're taking notes. These are some really good things. Yeah. You know, if you're out there and you're a fitnesspreneur, or, you know, even any type of entrepreneur, those were uh, those were great tips. Uh, so how about this? You know, we have a lot of fitness enthusiasts that listen to the podcast. And I told you already that Frank could be your business coach. He could be your life coach. He could also be your running coach. <laughs> you could be your fitness coach, right? I mean, Frank's uh, spent a lot of years coaching people one to one and, uh, you know, just doing a lot of great things in the fitness industry. What do you think when it comes to the, the people that have gone through this pandemic and are now coming out on the other side? Uh, there's some lessons that we should all learn about our health, isn't there? You know, there's uh, some stuff that we should all think about as we move forward. Hmm. Um, well, listen, there's no, uh, you know, of the, uh, listen, of the many, of the many titles I have. And, um, I, I know we joke in the mastermind, we call him, uh, my nickname is Dr. Frank, but, um, uh, you know, unfortunately the American medical association does not recognize my status as a doctor. You know, they're an elitist organization. They refuse to give me my due credit, but, um, in spite of that, uh, you know, listen, we, we see clearly that uh, the people that have been most effective by uh, most affected uh, by coronavirus have been people that, you know, previously had maybe some other um, pre-existings or comorbidities, whether that's diabetes, respiratory issues, obesity. Um, it's not as simple as, hey, listen, uh, you know, exercise and and eat more kale and get some sunlight and and you've got nothing to worry about. But um, again, consist, you know, it's funny. We keep coming back to this consistency of little things, mm -hmm. uh, people that drink more water, maintain their weight, you know, engage in a, in a regular exercise program, get some fresh air, get some sunlight, something that I take advantage of. And I'm blessed to be out here in San Diego. Um, you know, those people tend to do really well. And I think that there's been, um, I, I think there's been a, I don't want to say an awakening, but I think that there's been a, a better recognition, um, perhaps even a little unfortunately to fitness business owners. Cause let's be honest. I think that a lot of gyms are still struggling to get numbers back because one of the things that I think the last two years has revealed to people is that there are options that you could simply engage in, whether that's in your own home or get outside in a park with some bands or some body weight. But I just think that, um, you know, for people that have been on the fence about fitness, I think the last two years has given them a lot of reminders that you need to make yourself a priority. Unfortunately, look, there are people that, um, you know, no matter what's happened the last two years, the idea of lifestyle changes um, still hasn't penetrated. But I think... Um, there's a lot of people that were on the fence and maybe didn't take their fitness as serious as they should have that have perhaps woke up to the fact that, Hey, I don't need to maybe run marathons 
and spend an hour every day in the gym, but I need to get outside every day and get in 10,000 steps, drink more water, eat a salad, you know, do something. And I, I'm optimistic that more people will come out better from this pandemic than um, had this not occurred. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I had to put you on the spot for that one. <laughs> I apologize, but I think that I think that a lot of people came in touch with their own mortality. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, those comorbidities that you talk about, we, we know that we're safer without them than we are with them for any type of life, let mm -hmm. alone just the virus. Uh, how much, you know, adversity shapes people's lives. You wrote smart money moves. You're, you're able to coach people because of the adversities that you faced and thought your way through. Whenever you follow Frank, which you're going to find out how you can follow and get more of Frank today, but you're going to see him out running and taking care of himself, right? Uh, how much has, I know you've always been in love with fitness, but how much has the adversity that you face with your own health become a motivator for you to take care of yourself and be out there living a good, clean life? Um, you know, I don't know if my health... Um created that spark what, what I, without going too long in this i um yeah, i was a very competitive uh athlete for m most all my life i was a you know a really competitive high school athlete competed track and field in college at a very very high level you know marathons triathlons very similar to many people um but what i did find is um when I, you know, I'm 52 now, when I turned 50 out here in San Diego, um, they kind of got up one day and I'm like, you know what? I still feel really good because I've always been consistent in my fitness, never really gaining weight, getting out of shape. I said, you know, I'm feeling really good. So I started training a little bit more, running a little more. And, you know, for the last couple of months, I've, been competing again at a very high level. And I just think that it's, it's something that I appreciate. I, I still, um, I love to compete. I love to push myself. I love to challenge myself against my contemporaries. I like to beat them. And, um, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I, I think um, I'm just at a place in my life right now, to be honest, we talk about overcoming and obstacles. Um, look, this isn't the last iteration of me. Um, you know, we're going to, we're going to reconnect on a, a later podcast, whether that's six months or six years from now, and I'm going to be an even better version of me, but I'm just really blessed and in a good spot right now. My fitness, my, uh, my current relationship, my finances, uh, the work I do, you know, my, it's funny with the, the mastermind, my, my play became my passion and my passion has led me to this. So uh, I'm just really appreciative of everything, including my fitness and my ability to still compete. Yeah. Well, I, awesome. I, yeah, I want to ask you uh, two final questions that have uh, a bit to do with the mastermind because you are somebody that is really living your best life. You, you know, you've, you found your passion and humbly, but yes, I think so. I, I mean, I really do. And I say that because you're doing the things that you love to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that I think more people need advice on how to do that. Right. You know, I mean, you are you rather be the way that you embrace certain exercises, rather it be the fact that you spend your time coaching, rather it be that, yeah. you know, I mean, you you said this is what moves my soul and I'm going to do it. 
you know, what would you say to somebody else? It's like, man, I want to live my best life. You know, like, I, I mean, how do I, how do I figure that out? How do I do that? You know, um, a couple of things. Um, and I said this at the beginning of the call, we, we did not rehearse any of this. I, I did not know 30 seconds ago, you were going to ask me that question. So I don't have the perfect answer, but I think if you want to live your best life, there's a couple of things. Um, I think one, I think you need to be really honest with yourself with regard to who you are and both who and what makes you happy. Um, not here to advocate people to get divorced and leave your relationships, but if you're not all in, you need to get out. That's fair to you. And it's certainly fair to the other person. Um, I think you also need to take care of yourself physically. As I said, you know, I've always kept myself in shape. I didn't always compete at a high level after college and in my thirties, but you know, I've always stayed connected, obviously as a personal trainer to fitness. Um, but I think that that helped me not only have the best outcome I did with regard to my, my cancer surgery, but certainly my ability to get back to competing at a high level now. And I think the third thing, and this is really important is, um, you know, I'm not just saying this because we're going to have dinner in about an hour or so, but I think you need to surround yourself with people who just make you laugh and who really fill your spirit up. Um, you know, I, I, I'm just blessed with great friendships. I've got a great family, um, both biological and the people like you that I've connected with over the years. And there's just some, I don't know what the recipe is, but that's been the secret sauce for me. And the thing that really brings it all together is I'm really living life on my terms right now. I mean, waking up with most days, I wake up without an alarm clock because I don't have that early morning client I've got to run off to or be on a Zoom. So I get to make myself and my health or my learning a priority first thing in the morning. Um, I get to you know, uh, look at the palm trees out my window and sip coffee as opposed to drinking coffee in my car on my way to my client. And, um, you know, I, I, it's taken me 52 years to live my best life, but, um, uh, you know, there were certainly some, some obstacles that needed to be overcome along the way to get to this point. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to hang on to one piece that you said right there, which was get clear on who you are and then who and what is in your life. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I said I was only going to ask you two more questions, but I, <laughs> I have to follow up this. I feel bad for people sometimes that have never been to a mastermind retreat, like mm. we have, you know, and they have no idea what we're talking about when we're talking about going on a retreat. They always I mean, it is a bit of like a vacation because you get to recharge your batteries and get some blue sky time. But I, I suppose that people that maybe you're a tax accountant or an attorney and you go to a conference and, you know, maybe you go to the conference for a couple hours and spend your rest of your time golfing. It, it's not, it's I mean, not we, the same. right. We get into a room and we go deep as a director of the Todd Durkin mastermind. Could you describe, you know, some of the things that happen at a retreat that allow a person to get really clear on who they are and uh, who and what is in their life, you know? You know, I, I can only speak from my own experiences. I, I mean, um, humbly, I've been to more mastermind retreats 
than anybody in, in the mastermind because I've been to regional ones and smaller ones. And so, um, I mean, I've really seen it all, but, you know, just again, just speaking from my own experience, um, I, I've gone to retreats and I've gotten clarity on a business problem. I've gotten inspiration or an idea on a business solution. Um, I've laughed with people. I don't even remember what we were laughing about, but I just remember laughing and I've cried and, and I don't always remember what made me cry, but I think it was, you're able to get to a point where you could really just get vulnerable around people and especially with yourself. And I think a lot of people, whether it's in fitness or you're a tax accountant, I mean, maybe you're an Uber driver. It doesn't matter what you do. If you don't have a place where you can really just share your most authentic self and witness other people be their most authentic self, um, you're not fully growing into the person you're capable of becoming. Um, I talked about this on a video the other day. I just buzzed my head um, last week. And I said, you know, in your, don't be afraid to reinvent yourself in your business, your relationships or your hair, because that's where the growth occurs. And, yeah. um, you know, I just think that what the mastermind weekends really afford you is not only some great business insights, inspiration and ideas and networking, but man, it just really helps you develop the strength to become the best version of you. And when you show up as the best version of you, that makes your relationships better. Yeah, that puts you in a position to achieve better financial success, grow a better business. But you know what? It also enables you to serve your probably your highest purpose in life, and that's to be of service to others. And you could only do that when you show up as the best version of you. So I think that's what you get out of a mastermind weekend. I'm so glad that you told me that you bust your hair because I've been watching you through the Zoom and I'm like, didn't I just see a post about a week ago where his hair was much longer? You know, I'm just listen. I'm a man. I'm a man of many looks. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good looking guy, right? All right. So let me just say this: uh, when you were talking about the mastermind, Frank Pooker asked you some of the best questions that you'll ever be asked in your life. There, I think there's a saying, and I may not quote it exactly. But that a good teacher gives good answers, but a guru asks good questions, right? And so my experience of interacting with you, Frank, and, and interacting with Todd and some of the other coaches, and, and that is that how often do you actually make an appointment with yourself to answer tough questions? I know the people that I coach that are franchisees. I say, hey, man, let's just do an email thread because if for no other reason, it's the one appointment that you can make with yourself each week to actually think about what you want to accomplish in your business, right? So actually taking time to write that email allows you to actually think about what I want to accomplish. And it can be that way in your life, right? And that's what I've experienced from you personally, asking Cindy and I even questions just on a call that wasn't at a mastermind retreat. But, you know, those are the things that you get to experience. Those are the benefits. So Frank, I like to ask everybody this question. And, uh, you know, this is the question that uh, is for the podcast. You know, we're talking about the Overcomers podcast here, and you are an overcomer. But what do you think that it takes to be an overcomer? Wow.
you know, I just think it takes you just to be human. Um, I, I don't know if there's um, any premeditated or um, design that you've got to follow. Uh, I said it earlier, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna face pain, you're gonna face some kind of obstacle in your life. Um, and it's your, it's your life's mission to, to grow. And, uh, and that's going to require you to overcome that pain and that obstacle. Some do it sooner than others. Um, you know, others, it takes longer, but you know what? I, I think what it takes to be an overcomer here, let me rephrase that answer. Um, I think it takes humility because I think the way you overcome many of the obstacles that, and the pain that you face in life is by surrounding yourself with a team and leaning on others and asking for help. I think it takes humility, not human, humility to overcome, to be an overcomer. That's really good. That's really good. And I got to believe that that is the answer that's allowed you to have things refine you. Because mm. I think you've probably said, what is this? Uh, what's this teaching me? Right. You know, so then that way you could then take it and teach others like myself, you know, or masterminders or present from a stage or write a book or share on a podcast like you did today. Frank, thanks so much for being part of this podcast. How can people get more of you? How can they follow Frank the Guru? Let's Listen, go. Real, real, real simple. Just, um, you know, at Frank Pucher, uh, P-U-C-H-E-R on uh, Instagram or Facebook, but spending a lot more time on IG these days. And uh, I was going to say, send me a DM if you have any questions. Follow me. Love to connect. And uh, just keep doing what you're doing and uh, realize that everything that you're going through, everything you're experiencing is making a, you a better version of you. Awesome. And if uh, somebody wants to check out this mastermind that uh, we've been talking so much about. You know, I mean, you could you could visit toddurkinmastermind.com or the, the best thing to do is uh, you could, again, connect with me on Instagram and let's jump on a phone call. Happy to answer any questions you may have. Awesome. Oh, well, so thanks for sharing so much with our audience today. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Listen, thanks for having me. It was, uh, is kind of spontaneous, but I love, uh, love doing anything I can to support you guys and looking forward to seeing you in a few hours. Awesome. Yeah. Looking forward awesome. to seeing you too. Thanks for listening, Overcomer Nation. Make sure if you haven't already, give us a five-star rating. Make sure that you share this and subscribe so you can see all of our future content. That's right. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future show, go to overcomers-podcast.com. If you're interested in our franchise opportunities with Journey 333, then go to www.journeyfitness333.com. And finally, if you like what you heard today and you feel like you're somebody that needs a bit more coaching, go to travisbarnes.com.